guys. Welcome to the Twiniversity Podcast, a show created exclusively for parents of twins. I'm your host, Natalie Diaz. I am a mom of twins. I am also the Twiniversity founder, and I am the best-selling author of the book, What to Do When You're Having Two. Our goal at Twiniversity is to make sure that you always feel connected, we laugh at the little things, and we really do get to teach you a few tricks along the way. And that is what we hope this podcast is about to do. So welcome to Twiniversity. Kids, I envy you. I so envy you because truth be told... Your options have never been better with Dr. Brown's Options Plus Wide Neck Bottles. From nipple to base, it eases the transition from breast to bottle and back again. Each nipple is specifically engineered to offer the same consistent natural flow so that you and your twins know what to expect at every feeding. The new breast-like nipple shape is correctly contoured for a proper latch and a more natural bottle feeding experience. So together with the anti-colic internal vent system, your twins will feed with minimal fuss. And when your babies are no longer gassy, remove the venting system and continue to use the Options Plus bottle without the extra parts. Brilliant! It really is brilliant. You guys are so lucky. So for more information on the Dr. Brown's Options Plus bottle, visit drbrownsbaby.com. Today, Today, I'm going to introduce you to my friend Jacqueline Capito. And Jacqueline is not only a mom, and she is not only an author, and she's actually an identical twin herself. And if you have been listening to the Twiniversity podcast for a while, you know that I love talking to twinnies because while Twiniversity is really all for everything that I do is designed for the parents and to make sure that you guys get support, it's really nice to get an insider's perspective on what it's like to be a twin. So we're going to dig into that. We're going to talk about her and her identical sister, Amy, and we're going to talk about their sister, Michelle, and about the whole family dynamic of growing up as an identical twin. And of course, we are going to talk about her new book, Twintastic, which is about sixth grade identical twin girls who find Grandma Rose's book in the attic, who is also an identical twin, and the magical powers that it possesses. It's a great book. It's available on Amazon right now. But let's talk to Jacqueline and find out more. So everybody meet my friend Jacqueline. Jacqueline, I'm so happy that you take time out of your fancy author time to to come play with us here at Twiniversity. Welcome to our our everything. Hi, I'm so happy to be here, Natalie. Thank you. Oh my God. Jacqueline, when we found out about your Twintastic book, which by the way, great name, I obviously it resonated with me as a family who has, you know, I had to I didn't have to save my family restaurant, but I I really love that you created an entire book for tweens. And I would say, honestly, I'm going to read it. So I don't know if it's just for the tweens, but with your experience of being a twin and everything that you learned the hard way with being a twin you know, it prompted you to write this book. But what was the moment like when you were like, you know what, this is so unique and so different that I have to I have to put it on paper. So what what inspired you besides your sissy? Well, <laughs> well, I'm, you know, Amy, my twin sister, we 
we had so many times where we were thinking alike and where we felt each other's pain and where we were getting into mischief, you know, when we were younger through like the daily grind of middle school and the mean girls and our first crushes who probably didn't even know we existed. And so all these memories gave me a few ideas for Twintastic. And then I thought it would be great for the twin protagonists to have magical powers because who doesn't love cool magical powers? So slowly my manuscript evolved into Twintastic with its exploration of family dynamic, trust, Mm -hmm. friends, and the consequences of the misuse of power, each of which is so Mm. important for twins to absorb. Now, when you were writing this, how much did you consult with your sister? Nothing. Really? Yeah, nothing. ask her what power she wanted? Nope. (gasps) Selfish. That's what I told (laughs) you. That's it. It was really all my doing. I mean, she listened to me endlessly, um, you know, and I did like ask her advice for some things, but Mm -hmm. basically it was, you know, all my doing. Unbelievable. Okay. Let's go back to the beginning. Are you our baby A or baby B? Oh, I'm baby A. I'm six minutes older. Yes. And as a matter of fact, because my mother didn't know she was having twins because we were born in the way, way, way dark ages, um, she didn't have two names. So we were literally baby A and baby B for like a couple of days until they could think of, you know, two names. So they always had Jacqueline. Well, they always had Jacqueline. Yes. And then they decided to give me Jacqueline and then my sister, uh, her name, Amy. Mm hmm. So Amy, so they went, so they opted not to take the A for baby A. Right. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, Jacqueline, you've had a wild adventure of identical girliness. And for your life experience, it's invaluable to us here at Twiniversity. And as I was saying before we press record, like we work with so many parents and we work on that side and we do kind of the health and breastfeeding and the emotional support and all that jazz. You're on the totally other side. And I am, I don't know if it's, it's just morbid curiosity, but whenever I still to this day and have met thousands upon thousands of twenties, it never ceases to amaze me about the magic that really is an identical relationship. Oh, absolutely. I mean, could I tell you a story, which I would really, I think is story time. Excuse me. I love story time. Oh, oh, yes, of course. Okay. So this, I mean, we really feel each other's pain. Um, I mean, and happiness, but the one story that happened about two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. uh, my sister had breast cancer and she's completely fine now. But the morning of her surgery, I woke up with the most excruciating pain that I ever, that I never had in my entire life. And it, and it lasted like a couple of seconds. And then I, and I never even asked my sister what side. So after the surgery, she called me and I said, you know, was it the left breast? And she's like, yes. And I told her what happened. I was like, I was going through the surgery, you know, with her. And so then the entire time of her radiation during the summer, I felt like a warm tingling sensation over my chest the entire summer. And, and then the, 
And then the last day of her treatment, she called me and she said, you know, it's over. I'm like, okay, great. And then I never felt that again. But every day it was like this weird sensation, this tingly feeling over my chest. Was that the first time that you had that? Or did you experience that as like, you know, younger girlies too? No, that was the first time I really ever experienced something of that impact like that. Yeah. That's unbelievable. It really is such a special connection. Identicals in in general, when we're, when like I'm teaching in Twiniversity, I always ask if people are going to have identicals or fraternal. Obviously for me, I know that there's, you know, with identical pregnancies, there's higher risks and there's other things that we have to look out for. But with, um, with identicals, the relationship really is so unique. So when, when you were growing up, right, when you, when did you realize you were a twin? Oh, I mean, always. I mean, I was born with a built-in best friend. I mean, we were, we would have our twin little language. My mother said when we were younger, like only we could understand each other. We always had each other's back. You know, my attitude through all our lives, you know, our whole lives, like if she got a better grade or she made the soccer team or she had a date and I didn't, and I'm like sitting home on a Saturday night, we never were jealous of each other. Our attitude was always like, well, at least it's happening to one of us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was just, you know, Amy always listens to me when no one else listens to me and she tells me the truth. And, um, you know, and we, we, we also think alike on a lot of occasions, for example, like not even too long ago, um, I live in New Jersey and she lives in Connecticut. So I went to my CVS to get my mother a birthday card and out of like a thousand cards. And Amy went to Connecticut to get my mother a birthday card out of like a thousand cards. And my mother calls us up and she's like, girls just sent me the same card. (laughs) I mean, and that's happened a few times. Like, it's just so it's, it's crazy. That is crazy, but there's definitely, there's something there. It's not just a physical situation. There's something emotionally, biologically, metaphysically that's happening. Absolutely. Now, you were saying that you were always happy that it was one of you. Mm -hmm. That's something that's really interesting that you you know, that you bring up because not every twin has that. There are definitely twins out there that have, you know, a significant animosity towards their twin if something happens. Do you think that it was the way that you were raised or that was just your pre-programming as an identical twin? I think it was both. I mean, we were always raised to, and including my other sibling as well, I have a younger sister, you know, we were always there for each other and always wished the best for each other. And we always all looked out for each other, twin or not, or non-twin, you know, that's the way we were raised. But yeah, no, Amy, but I think me personally, you know, in me, I, I am just would never, I would only want the best for my twin. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it was both. I think that it's interesting too. And now you have two boys, right? Yes. Okay. And obviously not identicals. They have two separate birthdays. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, Do you ever sometimes feel 
that you wish that they did, they were identical so that they could experience that? Or are you like, no, I'm very happy they have their own universes? Well, it's funny you say that, um, you know, because especially my older son, he would see my twin sister and I and see how, you know, close we were. And mm -hmm. so for a while he was like, I wish I was a twin. And, and then, but so, but because I am a twin, I raised my boys to be very close and always look out for each other and be the best of friends. So they're like very close where like my husband is like, they're like twins. They're like you and your sister. So it was very important for me because I have such a great relationship with my twin and of course my younger sister, but I wanted to make sure I raised my boys that way as well. Hmm. So your younger sibling is another girly. Yes. How how was that? Like, how did your family integrate all of you so that you were a little pack instead of twins in a singleton? Um, you know, I think my parents did a really good job because if you ask my sister, she'll feel like the triplet. So she never really felt left out. She's two years younger and she had her own thing and she always got her attention in her own way. Mm -hmm. Um but I think my parents raised us that if we were getting attention, mm -hmm. she was getting attention as well. Like, you know, if someone was like, oh, the twins are here, you know, in two seconds, my mother would be like, and here's our younger daughter, Michelle, you know, mm -hmm. and always include the sibling. I think that's very important. I think so too. I think a lot of times people are very worried if they have a singleton already or if they have their twins and then having a singleton, they're always stressed about how that child is going to feel like what, you know, are they going to feel like they're not, you know, part of the team and are the, the twinnies going to be so close together that they feel like the odd man out. That's, right. that's a, that's, it speaks volumes to your parents about making sure that your sister Michelle never felt that way. Cause a lot of times people are worried about it, but mm -hmm. then in practice, it's, it's just not as hard because mm. it's just another child. Right. So you're like, I do love all my kids equally ish, right? Depending, depending on the day and depending on the hour. Exactly. So many times, like I'm working with a family right now and they're really stressed out about it, that their uh -huh. older child is just going to feel like they're, they're kind of out there in the dark. And I kept saying, like, did you ever think that you could love that child as much as you do? And they're like, no, I'm like, the twenties are going to be no different. And then right. you're just going to have, you know, a huge herd of, of kids and it's going right. to be fantastic. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. I love a big family. So when you were growing up before, you obviously you don't remember much of your life without your, your younger sister, Michelle, in it. But what are some of the things that you did that were very twinny specific that you would only do with Amy? Like, were there things that you would only do with her because she was like, you know, you're kind of like your, your soulmate bestie versus right. your singleton sister. Were there things that you kind of went to Amy for that you wouldn't go from to, to go to Michelle for? I mean, w Amy and I also had the same interests. We both had ballet lessons. We were, we had a lot of the same friends. Um, so we were always together more. So yeah, there were, of course we would talk about, you know, our friends or issues or parties or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. classes and stuff that I wouldn't talk to my sister only because she was also two years younger than us. 
Um, and then, you know, because we were twins, Amy and I, we always like in kindergarten, we always had like twin stuff going on. Like, for example, when we were in kindergarten, we had to make Big Ben, the a replica of Big Ben. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, the, our teacher was like, you twins go into Big Ben and then one of you come out and then everybody in the class has to tell us who is who. And that's the only way they get to go home. <laughs> and then like the next person, the next student would come out, then we would hide back into the Big Ben and then one of us would come out. I mean, we would always do like these like twin That's crazy so fun. things. Yeah. And so, so then, you know, there was just always like twinny stuff that we would be doing. I love that. Did you guys dress alike growing up or were you always just whatever your style was? Um, you know, we didn't really dress up that much. I mean, we both kind of have the same style, just kind of casual, comfortable, whatever. And our parents didn't really dress us up that much either and if they were usually we would all dress up the same we would all have the same shirt or something but um no we were never into like dressing the same or anything like that I mean I think it's cute for like maybe holiday cards Mm -hmm. um I don't know what people do now if they dress their twins up a lot I don't, you know, I, everybody I, does whatever now. Yeah, I, whatever. I, do you have an opinion on that? Do you feel like, like that is maybe not the best idea because it's not teaching them that they could be their own person? Like, do you have an opinion on, like, if a family is like, no, they're, they are the, you know, my ID girlies, they always have to be dressed alike. Do you feel that that would be a mistake? Personally, in my opinion, I wouldn't dress the twins up the same. I mean, they're individuals. Uh, you know, it, it might be cute for when they're like really little, but then I don't really think it's so cute. You know, it's like you're really putting them as the same, you know, they're individuals yeah. with their own thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. and their own style. So yeah. I don't really like it at all. So if you had identical kids, you would be like, that's not even a thing in our house. Right. I love that. Now, what do you feel? That's what I always like to ask all my my friends that are 20s. You ever watch those shows on like the Learning Channel? And it's like, these identical girls marry these identical boys and they live in one big house together. (laughs) How does Amy feel about that? Like when you look at those shows as, you know, identical sisters, was there ever a time that you guys had a discussion about how you were going to marry identical brothers? Even if you were like (laughs) nine. No, like, was there ever a time that you were like, this is what we're going to do and we're going to have identical babies? And did you ever have that conversation with your Disney? No, I think that's totally weird. You know, (laughs) no, you know, we just, no, and we never like, like the same guy, you know, we always like different types of guys. So no, you know, you want your own house, you want your own family. Um, I think that's important. So, yeah, I mean, listen, hey, if it works for them, those people, that's that's great. But it was definitely not our thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There's some identicals that are like, no, we're going to stay together forever. Now, with that being said, how do you feel about that? Like when you do you ever meet other identical siblings that don't live a state apart, that do live next door? And how does, does that make you feel like a way because you're like, this is how we were raised. I think this was right. I don't know if I would live in the same house with my sibling forever. 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I wish Amy was a lot closer to me because she's like two hours away. So it would be great if she was close by. I mean, not in the same house, but, you know, in the same town would be wonderful. You know, Amy and I didn't go to the same college either. We, and that's like a big issue for a lot of twins as well. Um, I, and we didn't plan it. We were just like, let's just see what happens. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up wanting to go to a bigger school. I went to Syracuse University. She wanted a smaller school. So it kind of just fell into place. And I made my own friends, had my own experiences. And she did as well. I mean, we would like talk every day. But I think it was great that we had our own experiences and went out on our own. And, you know, it was different because usually when we would walk into a room, people would be like, oh, hey, you guys are twins. And now all of a sudden I'm walking into the room like, all right, I got to like start a conversation with somebody like, you know, it's it was a lot harder because yeah. being a twin, you always had like the twin questions and it was easy to make friends and stuff. And then all of a sudden I'm like, so I'm solo and I'm like, OK, I got to do this on my own. Um, so that was like a little of an adjustment, but I managed and, uh, <laughs> and it, it, it all worked out. Did she yeah. manage, did she have an easier time with it? Well, you know, like typically baby A, which I know is, you know, not always, but you know, sometimes baby A's are a little bit more outgoing and have an easier time, you know, taking the lead on things with her did she have a harder time making the adjustment or was she like no we're ready this is just what has to be done yeah she was like no we're ready this just has to be done yeah it it, it worked out it, it really did work out um that being said after graduation we both moved into the city and lived together <laughs> that's great yeah. So that was great. That was really. Oh, that's so sweet. So you spent your college years apart and then you ended up coming back together. And yes. then when was the next kind of split for you guys? Um, well, she got when she got married and then I got married uh, a year later. So but we were all in New Jersey. So that was mm -hmm. great. That was really great. And then when we had our kids, we were close by. But then later on, she moved to Connecticut. So mm -hmm. that was a little tougher. That was definitely an adjustment because it was great being so close by. But yeah. then, you know, now, I mean, she's not terribly far. You know, it's a, it's yeah. a two hour car ride. Yeah. Now, what about cousins? Did you did you anticipate them having the relationship that they do? Or, you know, do you wish that, you know, you, they did see each other every day and have that? Because I feel like her kids, do they feel like an extension of you? her children? Yeah. I mean, our kids are very close and it's weird because, um, they have, especially my younger one and her older one are very similar. So I guess that's from both of us mm -hmm. in a weird way, but yeah, the cousins are close. They spend a lot of time together. I mean, now they're all at college and stuff, but they all keep in touch. They're, they're all very close. It was important for everyone to be close because we're a close family and that's the way we wanted our boys to be raised as well. I love that. Now, when you guys were pregnant and you, you were you ever pregnant at the same time or you had babies at, at different times? No, this is funny. I was pregnant first and the entire time Amy's like, I am so glad you're going through this first. You have to tell me every detail. So I'm telling her all this, you know, my delivery, 
Meanwhile, I'm giving her, you know, everything because no one really tells you everything the way mm-hmm. your twin's going to tell you. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, so that was so I went through that first and then she ended up having a C-section. So it was like everything I was telling her, it didn't apply, <laughs> but um, it, it worked out. Um, and it was funny because she also, she got married first. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm so glad you're getting married first. Like, you you know, just with the whole being a bride and planning yeah. the party and getting all crazy. I was like, okay, because second time around, it was so much easier for my parents and just everybody involved. So that always worked out to my, to our advantages. Do you ever think like, this is the reason why I'm glad I'm a twin? Like you just said, like, it was nice to go through something and that nobody tells you the truth, like your twin, you know, what, what are some of the things that make you say, this is really a part of me and I'm so glad I was a twin because like, what, what are those kind of pillars of your persona that are twin related? I mean, she's my built-in best friend and I, you know, we just share everything with each other that I wouldn't really share with anyone else. Or even if I get embarrassed about a situation, I could tell my twin where normally I wouldn't tell a friend or anybody else. Like there's just some things that are just twinny stuff. Are there things that you tell your sister that you don't tell your husband he's not gonna listen to this don't worry about it i don't know maybe he will and i'm sorry if you're listening i don't think my husband listens to half the stuff i say (laughs) thanks for it join the club (laughs) so you know i was like i'm like that's why i speak to my twin three times a day you know i mean you know he doesn't want to hear some of my stuff so so there are but but do you think it's because she's your twin or do you like do you tell michelle things like that? Or do you like save just stuff just for Amy? I think Amy has the patience to listen to me and like nobody else. And, and I have the patience to listen to her and we're just really there for each other. I really, I think it's, it's so fascinating. Now with the book, what elements did you put into your, your girlies in the book that you and your twinny have been through? Like, did you add personal stories and say, oh, yeah, remember, Amy, I added that time where, you know, Uncle Ted forgot the hamburger on the grill. Like, are there family stories that were now created for your book? You know, it was more the characters. Um like I, I based the grandmother's story on my own grandmother. Um, also, I'm very spiritual. So the twins have crystals. They find crystals and um, they light candles. So I brought that into the book. Um, and then just their whole sisterhood relationship, the way they talk to each other. Um, yes, that's definitely from Amy and I. Like, you know, I could tell her something and she would be like, Okay, and mm-hmm. hard to explain, but you know how sisters talk to one another. Um, so that was definitely brought into the book as well. That's so fun. Did you add family names? I know that like when I was writing my book and I give example of, of you know, baby A and baby B or whatever, I literally used like my best friend's kids, like anybody that I knew, I always did that. Did you do that in your book? Oh, yes, yes. Like one of my good friends, 
um, is a school teacher. So I used her name as the teacher, her, her, her maiden name as the principal, my dad's first name for the restaurant reviewer, my sister, Michelle, for owning a store. Yeah, I threw in a whole bunch of names. Fine. That's like, but I love that because that's your legacy now, right? So your your whole you could say your legacy is obviously your family, but when you have like a piece of literature that's that's out there in the world, and you know it, and a lot of times people are at, oh, it's just a kid's book, oh, it's just a picture book. It doesn't matter. This is now part of your your legacy that's going to be in the Library of Congress. Like it's it's in there. So it's so magical when you get to put all of your people that are important in your life and absolutely and legacy. It's another oh, yeah. thing. I'm yeah, really excited. Absolutely. Author to author. It's really, it's such a, a challenging job. And I don't think that people really understand the process that goes through it. So how, how when did you start this? Like, when did you start the process of like, okay, I'm going to write a book. I have an idea. Here's when that's going to happen. What was the timeline from, you know, fingertips to a keyboard to, you know, pub date on Amazon? Well, it was a while. I mean, it's a journey, the whole process. Once I made the decision, I'm writing this book. I mean, it took a while, mm -hmm. um, you know, where every morning I would be writing and, you know, sometimes till evening, you know, um, and then other days I would write for a while and then pace around the house or throw in a load of laundry and then try again to finish a sentence, a paragraph, a page, you know, you have better days than others. And so, um, and then I would always keep, um, a pad and pen next to my bed and I would carry that around me as well. And, um, so, you know, slowly um, it evolved into Twintastic. It's definitely a journey. And then um, once it was done, um, you know, then it's another whole process of getting it a literary agent or a publisher. That's another whole, mm -hmm. you know, factor as well. So, but I've been, I've enjoyed it. I've been, I've enjoyed it a lot. Do you see this as a series? Like, will there be more? Down oh, the line? definitely. Oh, okay, definitely. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because I don't want to give anything away, but the way the girls, the twinnies, um, Alex and Jordan, that's the, their sixth grade identical twins, they get into trouble. So they have to find, they have to clean the attic where they've never been. So while they clean the attic, they come across a dusty old diary that once belonged to their great grandmother, Rose. And so then the next thing they know, these magical powers once possessed by Rose and her twin, Molly, is passed down to them. So I they, love this. So they find all these interesting things in the attic. So, yes, there's definitely another one coming out. Are you writing it right now? Well, right. Um, thinking of all this processing. processing yeah so and then eventually it will be a oh second my gosh. i'm saying natalie is a very pretty name for a character <laughs> that's it i love it so much oh i think this is great i'm excited that we get to speak to you now at the beginning of this journey for you because oh. I, I do, I have a hunch that in 10 years, we're going to be sitting here and you're, you know, going to be on your seventh, you know, seventh book in the series. And, you know, the, the girls are going to be growing up because you have such an interesting opportunity, not only 
do you have, you know, the mind of an author and, and creating a story and, you know, creating a world? Because that's another thing that I think people don't really realize that when you're writing a story in the way that Jacqueline's writing it, you have to literally create a universe. You can't just create a, a person. So you have to create what does the restaurant look like that the, the twinnies are growing up? What does that attic look like? There's so much that goes into it. And so if you take that, that you already have those kind of writing chops and you interject it with a life experience that you have both as a woman and as a twin and as somebody that's growing up, it's going to be really fascinating to see these girls go from sixth grade into college. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. So I'm, I'm stoked. And I'm, I, I genuinely appreciate when people write like twin literature because there's not enough that your kids are gonna pick up a book and, and resonate with a character because so many obviously the majority of characters are singletons and don't have that kind of built-in best friend like you were saying and although we could say yes we have siblings that we're so close with and it's like having a twin it's it's not at the end of the day unfortunately you know it's it is the way whoever it is, God, Mother Nature, Gaia, whatever you say that got your 20s here, mm -hmm. there's definitely a component that put those two together. Absolutely. And those two do make a very special unit. And I love that you are kind of chronicling this journey in a really fun way that other twins could could really understand. Oh, so Jacqueline, I'm, I'm, I really like on behalf of the, the twin universe, I, I thank you for doing this because that's that's a labor of love. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I love being here and talking to you. Oh, it, it is an honor. And as I said, we'll see you at the 10 year reunion. For, uh, <laughs> Look forward to it. It's going to be good for the 10th anniversary edition that's going to come out. It's going to be something new. We're going to have driving cars by themselves, driving cars and all that. So you'll have to update it. But I'm I'm very appreciative for you to share your stories. And I really, I don't know if I would have gotten you right when you came out of Big Ben in <laughs> I wasn't that good with attention to detail as a child so I'm still not as an adult so if I ever see you and Amy in the street I hope that I could pick you out but um at least you'll be wearing different clothing as we know so thank you so much for joining us today thank you thank you and have a twintastic day Oh, we definitely will. All right, guys, for you that are listening and you're like, okay, how do I get this book? We're going to put everything in the show notes below. So do not get nervous. Jacqueline is on literally every social platform. So we're going to put links to that as well. And then if you need anything or even have some ideas that you've experienced in your own identical world or twin world, Jacqueline, I'm positive, is going to always be receptive to ideas because that's how authors grow. We always know the one best thing about an author is that we know that we don't know everything. And that is the best part about having a community like Twiniversity that is listening to this. And it's just another area that if you have a story to tell, you could either reach out to Jacqueline directly or you could email us at community at twiniversity.com or send us a direct message on any social platform. So go grab this book, grab it for yourself, grab it for your 20s, put it in, you know, know an Easter basket holiday stocking a surprise you know rainy day gift there is no better reason than literally no reason than to buy a book for your kids because it doesn't matter what they're reading as long as they're reading and if they're gonna read this because there are 20 girls and they could relate oof, this is where Jacqueline won authorness 
is by getting our kids to read. So uh, head on over to uh, the page that we're going to put below. And don't forget, if you like this podcast, all you have to do is like and subscribe so that other people could find it because that is the currency that is podcast. So I hope you enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to seeing you next time. So until later, guys, see you later, alligators.